Darkcast Network. Out of the shadows come the best indie podcasts. Hi everyone, I'm Pat. And I'm Darcy. Welcome to the Pod of Terror. Darcy, have you heard of a man in America that assaulted a Domino's pizza delivery driver? No. He did. Well, the guy came with pizza and the man who assaulted him weighs 346 pounds. So he's a big... That's a big guy. That's a very big guy. Um, Basically, what happened was the delivery driver forgot the garlic knots that he was supposed to deliver with to pizza. Uh-oh. Hence the guy... <laughs> yeah. <laughs> the guy was so upset that he punched him in the face. And the police were called. The guy ended up in the hospital. It was minor injury, obviously, you know, nothing big. But still, that's a serious assault. Yeah. The man is just doing his fucking job just because you're a greedy fucker. Just, you know, take it out with the restaurant. But I totally get it, though. Like, it's so oh, annoying it's when they mess up your order. I know. It's totally annoying. But how can you fault the delivery guy? That's not Nothing. his job. He's not the one. Yeah. He's just delivering the damn exactly. thing. Just relax yourself. But yeah, anyway, he was, um, well, he was due to appear in court. I'm not sure what he did. How does. delicious is the <laughs> garlic knots and dominoes in America? I don't know. <laughs> I do like me some garlic bread. I do. But bloody hell, mate. And they do it here as well, babe, the garlic knots, and they're quite nice, but... Um, I, don't, I don't really I do I wouldn't punch a man in the face no, for it, no. No, 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 <laughs> no. Anyway, what have you got for us today? Uh, yes, yeah, so I've got a story for us today, guys. Um, okay, just before we start, I am a little bit um, under the weather, guys, so... Yes, Darcy has this sexy Phoebe Buffet voice <laughs> going on today. Do you know what? I'd love this to be my, like, everyday voice, I know. that sexy voice when I you're I love Ill. that slightly congested yeah. voice. The only problem <laughs> is that I, on a good day, my pronunciation is off, so I don't know how it's going to be today, guys. <laughs> Apologies in advance. Oh. But yeah, so today, so we're going to look into the disappearance of Sarah Stern, a 19-year-old girl from Neptune City, New Jersey, USA. Neptune City, that yes, sounds really sounds nice. Sounds kind of nice, isn't it? Mm. Yeah. Sarah lived with her father, Michael Stern. Her mother, Clara Stern, had died of cancer in 2013, and it had really affected Sarah. Sorry, that came off a bit funny, didn't it? She lives with her dad. <laughs> she, uh, Her mother, unfortunately, passed away in 2013, and um, it really affected her because they were very, very close, the mother and daughter. Mm. Um, she grew up in a tight-knit community, and her neighbours really cared for her, especially after her mother had passed. That's cute. Yeah. In December 2016, Michael Stern is on holiday in Florida. Sarah was at home doing her thing and looking after the family dog, Buddy. She loved drawing, she loved art and graphic design, and she was a big supporter of like some famous YouTube creators like Grace Helbig, Hannah Hart, Jenna Marbles, and some more. I'm not sure if you're familiar with them, babe. No. I'm not too familiar with them because I'm not really into them. <clears throat> like, I don't really watch too much YouTube, but these are like big name creators okay. and stuff. And she was, uh, she would, uh, like, Sarah would attend events such as uh, VidCon and Comic Con, and she'd meet up with some of her favorite YouTube stars and gift them paintings and artwork that she um, created. Oh, okay. Yeah. Networking. There's some really nice videos, yeah, you can see them um, them interacting. Uh, she was also really into video games, especially uh, like old school ones and comic comics and would dress up when she attended these events. I'm a bit of a geek, huh, then? Yes, baby, yeah, <laughs> I think so. And, and I, they, they look so much fun. I've never mm. been, but they do look a lot, like, real fun, like, yeah. to dress up like that, um, to do a character. And yeah. some of them make serious efforts, you know. Oh, for real. They go all out. I've, I've always wanted to go to, like, Comic-Con, but I never really... There is one in the UK. Yeah, we've got one in yeah. London, yeah. But um, I think these are, they're hard to get to. I think the tickets are probably, like... <clears throat> 
don't know. I don't know. I've looked into it before, but I don't remember it was years ago. I know I'm just too old. Can't be bothered anymore. Just, I don't want to see. We just lost energy. We need yeah. to like. You know, you get depressed. We're the kind of people that go out once a year, kind of people, yeah. innit? Like seriously. Oh, for real. We're going out tonight for the first time in like fucking six months, and Jesus Christ, we're excited. <laughs> <laughs> but already tired just at the thought of leaving the house. <laughs> exactly. But yes, yeah, so. When Sarah's dad was away in Florida, the two were texting regularly, uh, keeping each other posted on what they were up to and things like that. Everything was fine up until the 2nd of December 2016 when Sarah stopped replying. Her dad continuously texted and called Sarah, but he wouldn't reach like he couldn't reach her. Family and friends were very worried about her and reported her missing to the police. At the same time, later that same evening, in the in the very early hours of Saturday the 3rd of December 2016, an Uber driver calls the police to inform them that he spotted a 1994 silver Oldsmobile, Oldsmobile parked on the side of the road on Route 35 Bridge in Belmar, New Jersey which is basically practically next door to Neptune City. It's not very far. It's like less than 10 minutes drive. Okay. Now, it's around 2 a.m. in the morning. It's dark. The car is parked on the bridge uh, above a river, Uh, and the Uber driver can't see anyone in or around the car. So he thought it was best to call the police, have someone check yeah, it out. Yeah, I was just makes... thinking, why is he reporting a parked car? But the second, yeah, I would, yeah, that, I would that call them as well. That looks a bit fishy, yeah, yeah, definitely. Short time later, the police get to the car, and they see that it's unlocked, and that the keys are in it. Mm-mm. Mm. So they check the plates, and the car belongs to Sarah's 96-year-old grandmother, Lillian Stern, which makes sense because it's quite an old sort of um, yeah. vehicle. Yeah. Now they drive over to Lillian's house to see if she's okay, and she tells them that actually my granddaughter is the one that's using it, using the car. Sarah would uh, borrow her grandmother's car regularly. Okay. Yeah. So naturally, the next stop is to go and see if Sarah is home. They get to her home and have access to it, so they go inside and they start searching. Now, in the police body cam footage, before they enter, you can hear one of the officers say, quote, I'm hoping we don't have a jumper here. Oh, yeah. yeah. Sarah's not home and their dog was inside the cage. Mm-hmm. Yeah, at one point in the body cam, you can see the, the um, police officer goes into the dog treat um, tin and gets a treat and gives it to the dog and, like, Aww. does that little voice that we do when we see dogs. And I was like, everybody loves dogs. Oh, yes. It? Yeah. <laughs> it's just one of those things. Oh, bless Yeah. You. And then now, so so they leave after, they, you know, they check the house, they see that there's nobody there, they leave. Now, Sarah's high school classmate and best friend, Liam Matatashni lived very close by, so they pop over to his um, to see him and to see if he knows where she might be. Yeah, it's Liam's mum's home, and she tells them that he's moved down the corner, and she knows Sarah also because you know it's a very small community. Yeah. everybody knows everyone. Plus, they're very good friends, and they inform her that Sarah's missing, and she looks really concerned. The mother, naturally, because yeah. her friends, you know, her son's yeah. for best mate. Now, the police officers ask Liam's mum to call Liam, find out if, um, you know, Sarah's with him. And while they're waiting, a neighbour, this, like, older lady, um, a family friend of Sarah's, uh, comes over to them and starts talking. And she tells the officers that Sarah would um, not be reckless with her dog, Buddy, 
and that earlier in the day, she came over and dropped off a bin with her mother's stuff inside it and requested if she can keep them at her place. The bin was all taped up, so you can't, like, nobody can open it. It was, like, um, wrapped up and stuff. That's very weird. Yeah. Um, <laughs> she said that she wasn't home, but uh, Sarah had come with Liam, had dropped it off, and had left. She also informed them that she thinks Sarah was depressed. Mm -hmm. uh, she had taken her to the hospital a couple of times. Naturally, after her mom's death and everything, she was, you know, really yeah. struggling. Understandable, really. Yeah. Now, they wait, they can't get through to Liam, so they decide to go over to his place, which is literally just around the corner, wake him up. He tells them that he had lunch with her earlier that day and hung out before he had to leave for work around 4.30pm. So the police officers ask him about her mental state, and he tells them that she has been saying that she wanted to get away to Canada for some time, and that her dad's um, crazy. He mentions that the dad's a little difficult, he's a crazy guy. Okay. And, um, and she has been saying that she wanted to get away for a bit. Now, um, the lady, the family friend that was talking to police officers, she was like, you know, okay, but like she would never, like she would never leave without saying something to her. So mm. she, you know, the lady was like, I don't know. She was depressed and she has been talking about Canada quite a bit, but I don't think she would just like disappear. Mm. Now, Sarah's dad is now back in town and her cousins and family and friends start searching for her. Um, they have posters and offer reward money. Everyone's just, you know, want her back. Since her last known day, she had spent with Liam and a couple days later, the police, so, sorry guys, that came a bit funny. <laughs> her last, like, you know, day that people know where she was, who'd seen her was with Liam and was, you know, the same, uh, earlier on that same day she was missing. They decided that they need to talk to him, try and like find a layout of where she was, what happened that day. Yeah. So yeah, so they ask him, you know, like, so they ask him to come over, they, like, they go back to his house and they go speak to him a couple of days later and, um, you know, to see if they can find out any more information. Now they last spoke, they asked him to use, so the last time the police went to his house, like in the middle of the night to see if she was there, they, and you know, they informed him, he said he doesn't know where she is and stuff. They told him to like ask around, go on social media, ask your friends, yeah. see if anybody's heard from her, if anybody can give them any information and things like that. He hasn't, he hasn't been able to find anything out uh, for, like, about where she is. He still hasn't been able to get through to her. The police were like to him, listen, man, do you know anything? Because, you know, we won't, you're not in trouble. Sarah won't be in trouble. But there's a lot of people, a lot of manpower right now looking for her. There's guys swimming in the cold, cold river looking for her. So, like, if you, if, like, don't be scared. If you guys know anything, just in case there's teenagers doing teenager yeah. things, whatever it is, course, just let us know. Whatever it is, like, them, he, yeah, because a lot of the time people would hide stupid shit thinking they are, they are getting in trouble. But exactly. when it's human life at stake, they don't care. No. They don't care. At this point, you know. they just want to know that she's safe. Yeah, They're not going to, you know, uh, exactly. Now, Liam breaks down, uh, what, uh, they were up to, um, that day. Like, basically, time by time, he runs, like, what they were doing to try and figure out where they can, like, where she was, where she would have gone after he had left for work. Yeah. Basically, they were running errands that day. Um, they picked up lunch at Taco Bell, and CCTV footage shows all of what he's saying is true. Okay, So they went to all the places, they went to Taco Bell and took a, a drive through delivery home, all of that. Good. Now, that same day, Sarah also went to the bank. She went inside and arrest uh, and accessed her safety deposit box. Police now think that okay, she took everything she had and maybe she did run off to Canada or whatever hmm. uh, or California or what whatnot. But they were they got access to her safety deposit box to see if it was empty and they found that it had twenty five thousand dollars inside it. Yeah, she didn't go anywhere. Exactly. 
So now you're you're gonna if you're gonna do a runner, you're gonna be taking every penny you can course, with yeah. you. So that's that's a nice bit of cash as well. She had saved up in there, so of mm-hmm. course you will take that with you. Hundred percent. So could it be suicide then? Could she have jumped? Well, that's what it's looking like at the moment. Mm. Now the police invite Liam to the station to find out more about Sarah. He tells them that she was always, you know, she's always spoken about moving to Canada. And she has, if you go on her Twitter, you go on her Facebook and stuff, she has mentioned it many times that she's mm. excited to go there. She'd like to move there. She's She has a lot of online friends in the same kind of like community about, you know, that she's into, like the VidCon sort of things yeah. and things like that. And they've always spoken about, you know, living in Canada together and things like that. Okay. So it was really something that she did talk about quite often and she did want to do quite, like she was quite serious about. However, Canada was not looking likely because, you know, like the, the money was still there. So it doesn't seem like, you know, she would have gone. Yeah. He also tells them that she had been depressed a lot in the past. Um, Sarah attempted to take her own life once before. And he also believed she was gay, but she never spoke to him or any of her friends about it. But okay. the friend groups kind of thought, you know, because, you know, you know your friends, isn't it? Yeah, okay, so you get a like, feeling. Right, yeah, yeah, just based on her behavior, the fact that she had no interest in guys or ever spoke about men. That's what he he mentions that. Like, he never, she never, like, talked about dating guys or mm. a dating uh, anyone, really. Yeah, at that age, that is a bit odd. Sometimes. Yeah. And so, you know, so, the, so there's that thing as well. Like, uh, so everybody's just thinking, like, what could it be? Most importantly, Liam mentions that Sarah and her father do not get along. Apparently, they argue a lot, and Sarah was very upset with him, her father, because her mother had left her a decent amount of cash, money, and her father was spending it. Oh, that's not good. No. I would be upset too. Yes. And she's the only child, so it's like, it's all for her, really. Yeah, and she's an adult also. Why the fuck is he, why is the money his? Yeah. The police also interviewed Preston Taylor, Liam's roommate, and also close friend to Liam and Sarah, he actually took Sarah to junior prom as his date. Okay. Yeah, so they're all from the same place. They went to school together, all about the same mm. age. Uh, Preston told the police around the same, around, like, he told them basically the same thing that Liam did. He, and Liam has um, a twin brother. So um, Liam, his twin brother, Preston, Sarah, and a couple of other people. Wait, hang on, Preston is Liam's brother? No, that's a friend. Oh, right, right. Oh, yeah. brother is, okay. So, yeah, so the three men, cool. I guess so. <laughs> no, no, I just, yeah, so I was, yeah. I got confused there for a sec. So Liam, yeah, he's also got a twin. So mm. Liam, his twin, um, Preston, their friend, and Sarah, and a couple more people were very close. They were all uh, friends from about the age of six. Um, they called them the squad, <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> which I think was a thing, in it? Oh, back in the, yeah. Uh, like 2015 or uh, yeah, yeah. Yeah, it probably, yeah, squad. <laughs> Fuck yeah. All right. Um, and Liam even had Sarah under family on Facebook. So oh, they're tight. This yeah. group of friends are tight. Um, there were CCTV cameras on the bridge, but they don't work. Oh, for fuck's sake. Why not? Mm. <sighs> so irritating. Why the fuck do we have them everywhere? Half of them don't work. What's the point? I mean, if the if the cameras worked, it would, you know, everything would be, we would yeah, know what happened. we would know. Immediately would know Bloody what happened hell. to um, Sarah, what she was up to. Now, they did do a major search for her inside Shark River. So they, you know, they sent divers in and everything. But the river led into the ocean. Oh, shit. Yeah. And there was a very heavy current as well. So if she did jump in, then it's most likely going to be very impossible to retrieve her. Yeah. Now, her friends being so close and the fact that they were, you know, they were such a tight-knit group of friends, 
they kind of think that she might have most likely, you know, jumped. jumped. Yeah. And um, I don't know, people were like, well, her friends probably know her better than anyone else. So, you know, it's hard to say what's going on at this point. Yeah, I mean, to be fair, you know, considering her past history of, you know, battle with depression and that kind yeah. of stuff, it's just, this seems the easiest kind of solution to the problem, isn't yeah. it? Like, it was just, it was her jumping. One of the issues, though, um, so what, when they were interviewing Liam and Preston, uh, they, the, the Liam especially mentioned how she did have, uh, when her mum passed, her mum had left her some money or, um, Sarah found some money. Okay. Um, so she assumed that it was for her from her mother, which makes sense. Yeah. Uh, you know, she was constantly going to the bank, going to the security deposit, taking money, putting money back and stuff like that. Okay. So, it, it, you know, we don't know, like, what the relationship with her and her dad was or what the money situation was. The police asked him, did she tell you how much cash she had? And he said that she wasn't too sure. Sarah wasn't too sure how much she had from, you know, the things that her mom had left her. But, you know, Sarah thought maybe between 20,000 to maybe even 100,000. How does she not know? I think it was it wasn't banked, it was cash and they put it <laughs> and it was in different safes. So believe you or me, I'll be fucking counting it all. But um yeah, fair enough. Yeah. But she had she had a bit of money behind You'll her. You'll know then. in a minute uh, okay. why she couldn't count the money. Alright, yeah. okay. Now, the fact that she had access to this kind of money kind of does put a question mark on, you know, was it really did she really jump or did there was there something behind all of this? Yeah. Um money is a very good motive. <laughs> I think it's probably the number one. Number motive, one, right? probably, yeah. Yeah, it should be. <laughs> yeah. The boys did um, take part in the search party and everything naturally as her best friends and stuff, but the search parties didn't really lead to anything and um, the police hit a dead end after a little while. Yeah. There wasn't really any more information here. There wasn't really much to go on now. Now, it's either that she ran away or she, may have, she might have committed suicide. Those are the two most likely outcomes. A couple months go by and a new break is found. Ooh. Yes. So, a young man called Anthony Curry contacts the police and tells them about a conversation he has he had had with Liam. Okay. Yes. Mm-hmm. So, background first. Anthony was a very good friend of Liam's, uh, a school friend, and the two of them were really into movies and making movies, especially horror films. Anthony um, tells the police that he was chilling with Liam on Thanksgiving, to 2016, which was about eight days before Sarah's um, disappearance, before she went missing, and Liam tells him a movie idea about strangling a girl to death and then throwing her over the bridge. What? Yes. And this boy just a few months later remembered the fucking conversation? Yes. Okay. Yeah. So so basically what it is, the police ask Anthony, why didn't he come forward? Because dead suspicious, especially when you know Sarah's missing, you know her car was found by the bridge and stuff. Now, he's like, he tells them that the two of them, Anthony and uh, Liam, they would casually tell each other different horror movie plots and ideas. So it wasn't like, so he didn't, he didn't, like, it didn't click to him straight away because it was a very normal conversation that they used to have because they were both into horror films. So they were constantly, like, throwing ideas to each other about different, like, ways to do things and stuff. So it just didn't dawn on him that this could have something to do with Sarah. That's so weird, but I believe that. Yeah, I, and I think it, it was genuine. It was 100% <laughs> yeah. genuine. Yeah. But he did come to the police eventually, so I guess it just took him a few months to fucking chew it over. <laughs> Jesus Christ. <laughs> You'll know why he came over. So basically, so yeah, so that's the reason why he didn't come straight away. And because uh, he didn't think too much of it, even after Sarah disappeared, he didn't clock on, but a 
few weeks later, Liam reached out to Anthony on Snapchat. Asked, and by the way, Snapchat is the message that disappears and stuff. So, yeah. you know, so he goes on Snapchat and he's, he asks him uh, if the police had reached out to him, to Anthony, and asked Anthony any questions. Yeah. So Anthony's like, no, but why? Like, <gasps> why would they come looking, uh, looking to talk to me? And then Liam says that he really wants to meet up with Anthony and um, speak to him. So now Anthony figures out that, okay, something ain't right, and he goes to the police. That is, and he tells oh, okay. The police, okay, there, so this happened. He mentioned, he did mention this to me in Thanksgiving, and then now he's like being a bit funny. Uh, so, like, you know, two and uh-huh. two together, I think there's something so he, going yeah, on. Yeah, I got suspicious. Should have yeah. just kept your mouth shut. <laughs> Good he didn't. Okay. Oh, God, this is getting so much weirder. Yes. So now, so the police, like, they see this as a good opportunity to maybe get some hard evidence from the horse's mouth. Mm. And, um, you know, they set up a recording device with camera in Anthony's car. And um, How did they even manage that? That's crazy. They put, like, these tiny little cameras that you can't really spot inside his car. And they were like, and they arranged, Anthony and Liam arranged a meeting on the 31st of January, 2017. Okay. We've got a snitch. Good. (laughs) Okay, I wouldn't even call him a snitch. Uh, you, you, we'll talk about it in a bit. Okay. <laughs> now, Liam pulls up in his car, right? And he jumps into Anthony's car. And the first thing he says to Anthony, right? So, so he, he parks next to him. He jumps out, jumps into Anthony's car. And he's like, it's a quote, yeah? You can't blame me for doing this, right? I got to feel you up, bro, real quick. I got, well, yeah, fair enough, I guess. Lucky he didn't have anything on his body. It was in the right? car. <laughs> right, so he does so. He like he looks around, he starts touching him up and everything. Luckily, the police, you know, uh, were listening in, and they and instead of, you know, putting the wire on him, yeah. luckily they used cameras, so everything was smooth sailing. Nothing, no face. Yeah. Nothing happened to the plan. Now, <laughs> Liam starts telling Anthony things. He's like, listen, I don't mean to disrespect you, but, you know, I've got to be careful. I've got FBI on my ass. Do, like do you though? But are you just a little bit delusional? I don't think he had FBI on his ass at that point, did he? I don't think so. But the police were definitely. I mean, even the, with the police, like um, I, I think they did. They did um, interview him a few times. They did try and get some information yeah. off him. But even then, I don't. I think he was in, he was in the clearing until he opened his mouth. Really, yeah, yeah, yeah. So now, quote: This is what Liam's telling Anthony in the car as it's getting recorded. Sarah's whole deal was my thing. I had planned Sarah's situation for me to, like, I had planned Sarah's situation for me to be interrogated by the cops. That was all part of my plan to make me look not guilty. What the hell? Yeah. Anthony's acting a little stupid. He's, like, asking these questions to try and get him to give more information. Yeah, what do you mean, bro? Clear. Yeah, clearly, <laughs> trying to clearly explain things to him. And he's like, you know, he says more like he didn't really know what happened to Sarah. So he's like, Anthony's like, I don't know what you're talking about. Like, what happened to her? What, what do you mean? And Liam like continues to like say, so quote, yeah. And the worst part was that we threw her off the bridge and the body never showed up. It's probably all the way in the ocean. We? Yes. We? we. Okay. Hmm. So, so I think at one point, you know, he's like, have you, like Anthony asks, um, sorry, Liam asks Anthony, have you not been following the news? Have you not been checking what's going on? All of that stuff. But you know, he tells him like, yeah, yeah, she's um, uh, she's missing, and yeah. So they mention. He says this. The the crazy part is we threw her off the bridge. Now, more more of what um, Liam said. Quote: 
Listen, I'm not going to let Preston do anything dumb. I did something really dumb and I planned it out for half a year. I have patience. What the fuck? Yeah. Oh my God. Half a year he planned to get rid of Sarah. Her best friend. Yes. Great. The next day, police got Preston. Preston is the other friend that they yeah. also interviewed. Um, to, oh, and the guy that took Sarah to um, uh, prom, yeah. prom, yeah. So they, they went and got Preston to come back into the into the station and he confessed. He said that, that was easy. <laughs> <laughs> she said that he met Liam because Liam needed help finding his phone and that they both dropped Sarah into the river and drove back home in his car. Right. Yeah. So the police kind of already knew that, but they wanted to hear it from Preston. They wanted to get both of them down. The police then arrest both guys. So what happened that night? That's the question now. Now, Liam went to Sarah's house and quote again from Liam. Dude, all right. So I'm hanging out with her. We leave the bank. She took some money out. Not all her money. We're carrying out. And then she goes to walk out the front door. The front door of her house, by the way. I choke her out. I drag her. My biggest problem was the dog. Her dog lay there and watched as I killed her. Didn't do anything. Oh my God. Anthony then asks him, nobody was home? Liam then replies, no, nobody was there. Even her dad wasn't there. He was in Florida. He carries on talking, Liam. Like he's like, he's, you know, he, it looks like he just wants to. Just get off his chest. Get it yeah. Out of it. Say it out loud. Of bloody hell. I have to leave. So this, Liam continues. I have to leave. I dropped my phone at Sarah's house. So this is after he choked her out, right? But he's planned everything, like he said, six months ago. So he planned to leave at a certain time. But unfortunately, he drops his phone. Unfortunately for him. Mm. So he's like, I had to leave. I dropped my phone in Sarah's house. Yeah, I lost it. Couldn't find it. I had to go to work. Um, I had timed everything out. Then Anthony... How do you... I'm sorry. <laughs> so he had it all planned out six months in advance and then he drops his fucking phone and can't find it. And he can't How? Find it and he's panicking because he, he needs to leave. <laughs> yeah, otherwise, you know, you oh. won't have an alibi. This is why you can plan all you want, motherfuckers. This just, you know. Exactly. <laughs> so Anthony then asks him, you should have left it in your pocket. Yeah. <laughs> That's so stupid, Liam, but I love it. <laughs> yeah, and then Liam's like, dude. And then Anthony's like, what were you doing? Yeah. And Liam's like, strangling someone. Oh, my God. <laughs> Honestly, this conversation. Oh, that is a train wreck, isn't it? Yeah. Bloody hell. Then he continues, quote, I picked her up and I had her just, you know, like dangling off the ground and she just pissed herself and said my name and then that was that. Nice. And it took me half an hour to kill her. My God, how much of a pussy are you? It doesn't take half an hour. My God. Poor girl. I thought I was going to be able to choke her out and have her out in a couple of minutes. That's how it normally goes. Yeah. He carries on saying, honestly, got half an hour before. How do, it's torture. Yeah. Jesus Christ. And me, like, what was she thinking while she was dying? I can't imagine. Honestly. Seriously. I just, didn't, I, feel so I just don't understand how it took fucking half an hour. So what, he must have been choking her, thinking it's done, and then she would probably keep on coming too. Yeah. So he would try again. He explained. So he carries on, so he carries on saying, like, he was choking her, right? He uh, he uh, he was cho- he choked her out, and then what happened after he choked her out was that she um she sort of just laid on the ground and started having a seizure, some kind of se- like some kind of oh my God. thing. And uh, so he decided to grab her shirt and he shoved it right down her throat to prevent her from throwing up. <sighs> and um, yeah, and then he held his fingers over her nose 
And listen to this bit, guys. So he held his fingers over his nose and he then set up a timer to see how long it would take for her to finally die. Oh my god, babe, I have no words. He's he he's he won't be a hitman in no. any time soon. Jesus Christ, what an idiot. Quote Set up a timer, you're not cooking a fucking egg. No, and the fact that he was curious to know how That's long so it would take so just it's so weird, so I, just, I don't even know. Oh my know god, what, yeah, I'm disturbed by that. <laughs> Seriously. No. Quote, this is the thing about heists. There's so much that you can't p- account for. What heist? That wasn't a fucking heist. I don't know what it was. call it a heist. You know, You're sad. He's just, sad. Literally, it's because it's the money was the motivation, clean. Yeah. So, But then this is also not even... I just don't even know what to say. He's not doing a very good job of it. It's no. not. Oh, my God. What? He's got this... What a narcissist. Just kind of this weird vision of himself that is extra grand and amazing. No, you just can't, you're just shit at this. You're really shit at this. I mean, he lost his phone. How like, do you even do that? Kind of in, like, you're, you're, you know, like on a normal day, you should be careful with your yeah. phone and your things, right? But if you're planning something like this, some crazy shit like this, <laughs> surely you need to be a little bit more organized. Yeah. Do you understand? Especially if you had six months to bloody plan the whole thing and then you drop your phone in someone's house and can't find it. Literally. What do they have... What do they have in that house? Where could it be? Come on, man. Jesus Christ, what What an idiot. Then he carries on talking and he moans about being questioned by the police for over and over again. But he believed that he's in the clear now. And that he also says, quote, I don't feel any different and I don't think about it. You always think you're going to try these new things and you're going to change. It just doesn't do anything. Oh, that this is... This is him talking about the murder and how he felt after murdering his best mate. That is not good. That he... Okay. Yeah. Even if you, like, because there was a camera, it's not the clearest camera, but it's looking directly at him while he was talking in the car. You can see there's definitely no emotion. Really? Just yeah, no definitely remorse, no, uh, no remorse, no emotion. It wasn't even like he was talking about his friend that he had known, his friend that he had spent time with mm. prior to killing it's her. It's really, really yeah. horrible that they've known each other since they were, you know, yay big little kids. Literally. And he's just okay with that? Fine. Jesus Christ. No expression, no feeling, nothing at all. It wasn't like he was talking about somebody he knew. So obviously the motivation was the money, which he thought he was going to get a lot more of. (laughs) Yes. So he was expecting around 50, and he he tells um, Anthony this, he was expecting around 50,000 to $100,000. Okay. But uh, he explains that one of the safes were empty, like she, uh, Sarah had emptied it out. And the other one had, guess how much? Oh, no. Oh, no. I'm going to be angry. I'm sorry. Ten grand. That's it. That's it. So he is pissed. <sighs> he was expecting a lot more. Okay. Why, though? Why? Like, she clearly had most of it in the bank. Like, he thought that, okay, she put some of it in the bank, but because she was going in and out and she was, yeah. like, taking, putting, taking, all that things, he still assumed that there was a decent amount of money mm. um, for him. And the worst of it, for Liam anyway, was that the money was so old that it was damaged. No way! (laughs) And in such bad condition that he couldn't even take it to the bank. Like, he wouldn't be able to take the 10 grand if he wanted to. He wouldn't be able to take it anywhere and deposit because they would be, like, it would be suspicious. Because of the condition of the money. Oh, they would remember yeah. people bringing the money like that. Jesus and even Christ. the 25 grand that was in uh, the safety deposit box was also in the same condition. Like this money that Sarah's mum had left her, I think it was like they just saved it and they yeah. put it away and it like 
Yeah, it's as deteriorates. Time, exactly. That's why it's good. We've got plastic money now. It's going to be around forever. Right. <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> but I do miss, like, um, uh, oh, they feel different, they don't they? They feel different. And also, like, so, you know, like, you know that we, like, my family and me, like, we've, we've had, like, little small businesses and stuff. And so ever since I was a young girl, I'd always, like, count it with my fingers. <laughs> and I was, I used to get really, I was really quick at it. And now that in the UK, we've changed it to plastic notes. And it just, like, it just, it takes me longer. It doesn't feel the same. It sticks together. So, like, I don't like it, but you're right, though. Mm. You know, for at the least, sake yeah. of the, um, um, say, for, what is it? Like, for... Uh, longevity yes exactly yeah. and global warming and all of that stuff yeah yeah I that's guess so but yeah no, I don't know but yeah I agree with like they felt different the old notes it felt like money it felt yeah. like actual money and yeah I do hate yeah. that it does stick together the, the notes it does now. especially really... when it's fresh like it's brand yeah, new yeah I know like uh, when, it, when, when plastic notes first came out the amount of like uh, customers that would come see me and they'd like two 20s would stick together they wouldn't even know, <laughs> know. and I'd, I'd peel it apart and stuff no yeah. like but anyway, sorry guys. Uh, back to the story. So yes, yeah, so so he was pissed off. So already he was expecting a lot more money, and then out of the ten grand, or the ten grand was in such poor condition, he didn't even know what to do with it. <laughs> I just, oh my god, it's just a cherry on the top of this, literally, isn't it? Bloody hell, you useless, useless, useless idiot. little piece of. Honestly, honestly, Liam knew that if he had taken it to uh, the bank or anywhere, they would have immediately realized that it's probably Sarah's money mm. because they already knew about Sarah having, um, you know, her mom's cash. He had told the police himself about how Sarah had her money, but he made it seem like it was a problem between her and her dad. Yeah. Also, when he was interviewed, so when he, when they, when the police went to see him the first time at his property, um, and then like a couple of days after they went back to the house to see if he knew if Sarah was found, um, he never mentioned, and he was telling them where they weren't and stuff. He never mentioned that they went to the bank uh, as part of the errands. They, they later found that out while they were checking the cameras. Oh, yeah. How then after interesting. they interviewed him and, and they brought him to the police station, then he kind of sort of mentioned it. Um, but uh, he, you know, it wasn't like the police did ask him, but, you know, he sort of like brushed it off. They mm. brushed it off. Another weird thing he mentioned while he was getting interviewed at the station and they were asking questions was he was like, if um, he, uh, he asked the police officers if she had um, jumped, or if she had dropped into the river, would you know? Would it be possible to find her? Like, what would have happened? Which now we know, like in hindsight, is so evil. Of course, but at the <laughs> but time, it's a question. That's a question I was probably asked. Yeah, at the time they thought it was more like uh, they probably. I'm not sure. Maybe the police officers did find it a little bit suspicious. Maybe. But I think they also thought it could just be a friend, just yeah. you know, wondering if there was any possibility of no, her being put to rest. Yeah, exactly. Yeah, yeah, could be either way. But well, no, yeah. well, we know now which one it was. But. Yeah. So back to the conversation between Liam and Anthony, and not a, a quote Liam, she got a lot of money and I didn't even get a quarter of it. Because it's not fucking yours, that's why, you stupid prick. And, and if the, if any time he showed a little bit of emotion, it was then when he was pissed off that, that about he didn't the money. get any money, exactly. Oh fuck's sake. So after he murdered Sarah, he called Preston to help find his phone and um, help dispose of her. And he gave Preston three grand. So out of the ten grand, he gave three to Preston. And uh, he was left with seven grand. And he didn't even get to spend it. And Anthony's <laughs> oh, like, did you even get to spend it? He's like, how? You know, I can't take the money out. I can't take it anywhere. <laughs> Why did he give it to Preston? Because Preston came to help um, oh, to find the phone. Yeah. And then okay. to help um, uh, move Sarah and dispose of her <sighs> in the river. Also, Preston did know about the plan too. Like he, oh, he knew. He, before. Oh yes, yeah. You'll find out uh, shortly. Oh, all he, right. He was. He wasn't. He might not have murdered her. He might not have done all of that. But he was very well aware that Liam had this idea. God damn it. Yeah. 
So first, Preston helped Liam move. So obviously, you know, he's lost his phone. Sarah's now dead. He calls Preston to come over. Preston goes over to Sarah's house. And what they do is they first uh, move Sarah behind a bush. By There's a bush right by the side of her property. Okay. And they move her and they hide her inside the bush. Oh my God. Then later on that night, yeah, like uh, when Liam was done with his work shift, like a good eight, nine hours later, he was finished with work, you know, first secure the alibi. Uh, they move, they come back, they move Sarah into Sarah's own car, her grandmother's car, and into the passenger seat. Hmm. He, he he put her in the passenger seat, buckled her down, and he, so that it made it look like she was like, if someone saw it, it would look like she was sleeping in the car. Weakened up Bernie's. Okay. They yes. weakened up Bernie's her. Basically. Oh, okay. Fantastic. Yeah. Now, Liam then drove to the bridge and Preston followed in his car. So Liam drove Sarah's car to the bridge and Preston followed. They dumped her and then, so they, you know, they stopped the car by the side. They both grab her, drop her over, and then they both jump into Preston's car and drive back home. Like I said, this guy said that this was six months in the making. Which I mean, I don't know why it took him six months to plan that, because it's not a very good plan. But okay, I guess he was just... Yeah. Sacking himself up. I think the first thing, the, the most important thing was the alibi to make sure he had yeah. a good alibi, which is why he had to make sure it happened when he, he had to make sure he was at work on time and mm. he could come back and stuff. Also, secondly, he, um, another thing he did while he was pre- prepping for this, uh, a murder or for Sarah's situation to quote, uh, that Liam, is so stupid. So honestly, what a stupid fucking way to describe that, but I can't. yeah, he, he, that he watched, uh, and learned how to drive like Sarah. So, yeah, <laughs> oh my god, so, that's so extra. And and also he learned her routes and stuff to like try and familiarize what routes she would take and how she would drive her car and stuff. Babe, that is insane. That's insanity. Reason, yeah. So the reason why is that um, he like he knew that there was a security camera by the side of her house, and he wanted to make it look like that Sarah was driving away from her house and towards the bridge. Right. And he mentions how like she'd watch the way like um, she would. Uh, back out of her driveway and she he made sure he did it the same way so that if anyone checked the security camera the day it looks she went legit. missing it looked legit it looked like she had left um, I, do you know what fair enough that kind of makes a bit of sense but it just seems so so extra yeah and like finally something you know like, no I don't think anyone's going to be questioning questioning whether it's her backing out or not it just seems a bit odd. I mean... I back out ev- differently every time anyway. I was just going to say, when I read this, I thought to myself, I mean, unless though, actually, if it's your own driveway, babe, yeah, it's a bit different for you, babe, because your road is quite narrow and there's sometimes there's cars that are parked opposite your house, sometimes yeah. it isn't. So you might have to like maneuver it differently yeah. each time. But say if you have a driveway um, with enough space and it's like the same driveway, same space, mm. you probably would back it in and back it out the same way. Possibly. Maybe. Maybe. Possibly. I yeah. don't know. I think mm. I would. I think when in my old, uh, like, where we were growing up, I think I, I did that. I yeah. used to, like, do the same thing. And we, and actually, everybody in the house had their own way to bring the car in. So it actually, it actually makes a little bit of sense now you think about it. Like, my dad yeah. had his own way to bring the car in. Yeah. My sister had her own way. So did, like, we all did it. So there you go. Mm. Like okay. when Did I come, you? when I came home and I'd see the, how the car was parked, I would know who was the last to take the car. There you go. <laughs> well, we solved it, so it's it's a legit concern, and yeah. he was right, I suppose. <laughs> I mean, that's the most credit we're going to give this guy. Yeah, no, right. that's it. Just exactly. like he he got a bit creative there with that. A little bit thing. creative there, yeah. yeah. <laughs> okay, now the police have everything they need. Mm. They've got a clear 
you know, red, like red handed he's caught at this point because yeah. he literally confessed everything in detail. They've got too. it on camera. They've got it in camera. Ding, they've, uh, they've also got Preston's confession. They've got Preston arrested. So they obviously go arrest the two boys. Um, I mean, I already told you guys that they were arrested, but anyway, like it's, it's official <laughs> now, guys. Yeah. Now, you won't believe this, but this guy, Liam, he denied the confession. Ah, oh, for God's sake. Okay. How so, are you denying it? I what is know. his explanation then? <laughs> are you ready for it? Oh, no. Oh, it's going to be great, isn't it? Go on. He believed it was an audition. Stop. I know. Stop. <laughs> Stop. He said are you that. serious? Yeah. He thought it was an audition. For what? For the horror movie thing that him and Anthony are into. Oh, my God. Oh, I, I was not. Oh, I was not ready for that. I was not ready for that. <laughs> like, okay. Like, cool. first of all, there's so much wrong with that. Oh, answer. that's seriously. No, no, it wasn't. But the Liam. biggest problem is that it was too detailed. <laughs> so what was he thinking? But anyway, like it was like from literally from the beginning to the end, he tells them like he confessed everything to Anthony. On top of the fact that he mentions how he premeditated this, yeah. he pre-planned this. He talks about how he learned how she backed out the drive. Like, come on. Yeah, that is. So anyway, mate. Oh my god. Yeah. I have no words for this. No. Amazing. Amazing. Defense, I'm amazed. Yeah, the defense were like, listen, the two of them have been friends for so many years. There's just no way that he would do anything like this to her. It, they had a very close friendship. It just, um, you know, they had a very strong bond. It's just not, it's not true. Mm, I wish it wasn't. Mm. Now, Preston, he pleaded guilty to first degree robbery, second degree conspiracy to commit robbery, and second degree disturbing or desecrating human remains. Right. He also agreed to testify against Liam. Good. Yeah. At least you can fucking do now. Mm. Now, Preston also, he did like a walk around um, and showed the police exactly what they did at Sarah's house and the location of the two safes. Right. I don't know what to say about Preston. Okay, so with in terms of Liam, there's definitely... Mentally, he's not like he's definitely yeah. got something. He's got something. Just going the fact on. that his reaction, the way he handled it. This is your oldest friend, there, and if you can't show any emotion, even yeah. before, after, or during the killing, Darcy, let me tell you, if I ever have to kill you, I'll be very sad about I it. I believe you. <laughs> I really do. But uh, oh. but it's like it's just crazy, and this is yeah. like this is um I don't know what to say. Like he's definitely uh, what shocks me is that there was no report on him being an off type of person. There's definitely some sort of sociopathic tendency there, though, because like normal human beings don't act 100%. like that. There's something wrong with it. But nobody seemed to have noticed that in him. None of his friends did. No. Not his family. They're very good at hiding shocked. that a lot of the time. I think so. I think some people really are. And and then it makes you wonder, like, all this time he spent with his friends, all his time he spent with Sarah, mm. like, how genuine was he? Like, we're talking, like, from the age of, you know, they were, like, Sounds like not very. Yeah. Not very. So Just, it's, uh, it's crazy to think uh, how you can have people like that in your life that you, you have no idea. Over a decade, you don't really know what they're thinking. Oh, oh no, it's crazy, isn't it? Yeah, whereas with Preston, it was, uh, I don't know how to, he, he's also not, well oh, he's in not. The head, <laughs> but, uh, he, he didn't give me the same sort of vibe. He see, I think he was more, mode, I don't think he had a, as, as close of a friendship with Sarah. He didn't show much emotion too. So I won't yeah. say that he felt bad or anything. He seemed quite, uh, you know, I think he just accepted that this was, like, this is the best option for it's him. It's very odd though, isn't it? Because like, why why not just go to the police if you think he's serious? Because I, I am assuming he knew 
he thought it was serious. It was going to seriously happen. He's not just chatting shit. No. He could have prevented this from he happening. He didn't want to. He wanted the money as well, I think. Oh, my it was God. But it was easier for him because he didn't have to kill her. He just exactly. had to help move her to the bridge. Exactly. That. Oh, Jesus Christ. So was was he kind of in on it from the start? Well, sort she, of. They just as muscle kind they, of thing. Yeah, they kind of discussed it together. Um, later on, Preston does admit that they originally planned on just robbing her. But right. then they thought that it might be best to just kill her instead. No, it's never best to just kill her instead. It never just is. Just rob yes. her. Exactly. The man is fucking useless anyway. Exactly. <laughs> and I, I, in America, there is like, you can like send damaged money. I think probably around the world. I think we you probably can. have the same thing. They in the will UK replace as well. it for you. They'll clean it out and stuff. So I'm sure like Sarah would have done something like that. I'm also sure if she, they had spoken to Sarah, they might have like been able to maybe get a loan. Maybe. I don't know. Mm. Like, or they would at least would have known how much she really had and then they could have really thought if this was worth yeah. doing. Because to be fair, 100k sounds pretty, pretty tasty. Yes. Not, not that I'm going to kill anybody no. over that. But 100k sounds pretty, pretty nice. But then when you get 10 that you can't use. Especially if you were expecting, you know, a lot uh, more. Yeah. If you're expecting closer to 100 <laughs> and you yeah. end up getting 10, you're going to be mad disappointed. Yeah, 100%. Now, so yeah, so he then tell, it takes the police, the police, like there's a footage of him walking around telling them exactly what he did, what they did, how they moved Sarah's body and everything like that. Um, he also, like I mentioned, mentioned the two, where the two, the location, the two safes. Uh, the one had money in it, the seven grand, mm. and the other one had Sarah's clothes in it. Her clothes? Yeah, so maybe like they put... Oh, to storage. Okay. Yeah, I think maybe they took sort of removed some of her clothes. Maybe um, it was clothes that she had on. Maybe they just uh, made it look like she, to make it look like she was running away. Or maybe Sarah put it in there. I have no idea what, Very odd. what the uh, detail yeah. was for that. But one had some of her clothes in it and the other had, you know, Liam's 7K. Right. Sarah's money, but Liam's uh, share of the 10k. I, I think originally, you know, Liam was, Liam and Preston are roommates, so they obviously discussed everything. But even like when he was talking to Anthony, he mentioned how he was getting nervous around Preston and that he originally he kept the money and the safe in their home, but then he decided to move it somewhere else because he was getting even, he was getting a bit f- suspicious of, with uh, Preston. He wasn't sure if Preston was going to keep his pool. Really? Like yeah. Oh, damn. Which I think is the most natural reaction when you, like, plot murder with someone. Yeah. You sort of, like, turn against each other because you don't know... You can't... Tra- yeah, you get paranoid. Yeah. Yeah. 100%. Yeah, because it's such such high-stakes situation. Mm. Of course you're going to be nervous. So um, Preston got sentenced... Uh, his tri- uh, trial was on April of 2017, and he got sentenced 18 years. Ooh, that's a bit good. Yeah, 100%. 100% deserved. Mm, definitely. Now, Liam still pleaded not guilty even after all of this. Oh my god, it, just give that already. Yeah. Even like I watched, I watched his defense like talk to the media, and you know, I'm not saying the the lawyer wasn't doing. He, you know, he did his job as a lawyer, but you can tell like deep down in the they know. <laughs> even the lawyer, you, you just it's like it's just so obvious. Like there's just so much, you know. Like as a lawyer, you can be a, the best defense lawyer, mm. but when you have a case, this god, when you have a client, this silly. <laughs> Like, what can you do, no, isn't that's, it? That's true. Yeah, they're probably just like, oh, here we go, we're not going to win this one, mm. so thanks for that. But So he still pleaded not guilty, and his trial was, um, it took a couple of years. It was in January of 2019. Jesus Christ. Yeah. The defense, you know, they said that, well, first of all, there's nobody, so how can you be certain what really truly happened to her? You you just can't be. Mm. Um, And they also, you know, mentioned that, the original theory, which is that she could have run away or she could have committed suicide. There's just no way to tell because there was no body. 
They also mentioned the tape, which they have to because the tape was the massive, you know. Yeah, that's main evidence. Exactly, got, the yeah. nail in the coffin. And they say that it was, it, the, if you look at the uh, tape, you listen to the tape, it sounded scripted. That was their defense. Oh, no. stop. I'm sure it did. Liam was found guilty. Are you surprised? Oh, so shocked. <laughs> so shocked. <laughs> Um, he was in all charges. He had seven counts. Uh, first degree murder, conspiracy, desecrating human remains, tampering with evidence, robbery, and some more. Okay. Because he did quite a bit. Um, yeah, I can throw a few charges at that. 100%. In February 2019, he got life in prison with no parole, which I think is the only justi- justifiable oh, yeah. uh, punishment for no, him. That sounds fair to me. Yeah. He was 21 years old when this happened because oh, they were God. all 19. Which is also another crazy, you know, when you think about it, 19 yeah. years old, like, wow. Kids, kids Literally. plotting to murder, what the hell? Now, till this date, there's, the body has not been found. The chances of the body being found is very slim. slim. Yeah. Another, um, another crazy part of the trial was that um, the defense called witnesses over, claiming that they saw her after the timeline of when they had... Throw, thrown her off the bridge. This, uh, the defense managed to call a couple of people over that claimed that they actually saw her walking about, grabbing the car, things like that, but it all got disproven. Mm. So it just shows you how shady the whole situation is. Yeah. Like, even after all of this, the fact that you really, like, they scraped as much the, to the bottom of the barrel, they tried everything <laughs> to, to try and get this guy out, which is just all bollocks. Yeah. Another crazy part as well of the trial, which uh, is just unbelievable, is one of the jury members goes on Facebook and um, uh, writes, sitting in the jury LMAO. Oh my god, I know, I don't you understand. idiot! Do you know what this almost caused? Mistrial, yes. I imagine. Yeah, of course, because you're not allowed to be fucking talking about so obviously it. Obviously the defence, um, Liam, everybody jumped on it because they were like, yeah. perfect. This is exactly, this was a break for them. <laughs> but the judge was not having it. He was like, bruh. No, nice try, but he didn't say yeah. anything. So Which I think go. is the best thing to do. But also, I just, I don't even know what to say about stupid What's an idiot though? What's an idiot? He could have easily, you know, a different judge might have gone, yeah, no, we're not going to be ha- having that. Mm. Whew, and it has happened in even even bigger, yeah. even more gruesome, even more crazier, even more uh, with more victims uh, stories with more victims. Yeah, it has happened. So it's it was just so honest. So stupid. I, I mean, to write sitting in the jury, L M A O. Like what? You're what cl- You're a clown. Swag. You're an actual clown. <laughs> For real. So you couldn't. You couldn't have waited, could you? It's just no. now I had to do it on fucking social media right this second. What an idiot. What an absolute. <laughs> do they not tell them not to do this? I'm, I'm sure, sure they, they do. Know, but they just some bellends out there are so desperate to like they just have to share everything oh. they're so excited to be part of the hype seriously, seriously. Yeah. Oh, Jesus Christ <laughs> but yeah so I mean so this is basically the whole bit of it it's really tragic another really sad part of it if you guys think about it they all came from the same community and they were all it's practically neighbours babe they yeah. grew up like literally in the same street or the next street they spent pretty much almost every single day together mm. they grew up together they've been friends from the age of six the families knew each other so imagine how horrible it must have been for all the family like yeah. Liam's family Preston <gasps> Sarah's family all of the neighbours all of them had to like look, look at, at each, each other, other in the shop oh my god just bumping into each other in the street and just be like, it must have been so like awful, awful for everybody mm. the whole l- tiny community that whole town must have just been going through some serious 
you know yeah like serious emotions and gossip obviously oh, and all 100%. kinds of stuff but and and the fact that they the neighbors cared about sarah the fact that they you know especially after her mom died and stuff it, it must have been really hard for a lot of people her yeah. death must have affected a lot she was of a people. kid and you want to protect them from from that kind of she thing. also seemed like a really nice girl just did her thing mm. she didn't nobody ever said anything wrong about her even her relationship with her dad i can't tell you for sure that if it was a perfect relationship i don't think most of us have good no. relationships with our parents, especially when something tragic happens, like when, you know, That's the mother thing, dies because imagine, herself, it does get a bit difficult. Imagine the struggle they must have gone through together when the mother died. It yeah. must have been hard for both of them. Yeah. So imagine, but, like, yeah. outside of Liam, there wasn't too many complaints about the dad. So mm. It could have been him trying shit just to set up which a Which makes sense, because of... he did during, when he was interviewing the police, which, like he mentioned in his confession, mm. was part of his plan to try and, like, look uh, innocent. He <sighs> probably, he was throwing these ideas out there to like yeah. make the police think certain things yeah but, um, Mr. Manipulator Latiel yeah and the irony of the whole situation for Liam is that Sarah trusted him her best friend her close friend and he trusted his close friend yeah and that ended up look look what happened to him so that that's the, that, that's <laughs> what I love I love that he went to a friend you know to share his you know whatever the reason was I don't think he was emotional about it I think he just wanted to express what went what happened I think he was frustrated about the money for sure yeah um, and I think because the two of them had that whole horror movie link yeah. he might have thought in his deluded head that Anthony Curry would be like yo um, understand what happened and yeah. be like, yo, that sounds kind of cool. And maybe yeah. that's what he was expecting. God knows mm. what he was expecting. But yeah, I mean, I mean, yeah, I imagine he was probably very hot under the collar as well with the police yes. coming back. So he probably really wanted to just share, you know, share yeah. the birds and that's why we talk it out, don't we? So that's what he wanted to do. It was actually when I watched it. Yeah, and, and when I watched the clip of, um, you know, Liam talking about the murder so casually, it's actually terrifying. Oh, God. Because it's like you're thinking to yourself the whole time, like, mate, you know this girl she's your friend mm. it's crazy that really gets me here because they've not how can you do that to someone who you've been so close with for and so many years and you know the creepiest part babe is that not only that he planned it six months mm. but for six months you're hanging out with this girl I know you're chilling with your friend looking at her looking thinking at her, I'm gonna chilling do it with her, and while planning all along that you're gonna fucking end her life and you're gonna take her money that's horrifying. Awful, awful, like, awful, a bit of money, even if it was 100k, even if it was 150k, even if it was 1 million dollars. Mm. I know 1 million is a crap ton of money, guys, but come on, this is no. your friendship. Do this is, I mean? you know, you guys go way back, like, think about it. I don't understand it. I don't understand but worst, it. But the worst thing about it is the fact that it was next to no money. <laughs> and it was not you. He would have had no way to access it anyway because no. of the condition of the money and stuff. No, it's crazy. It's actually crazy. <sighs> That's the creepy thing to me. I'm thinking there, like, man, this guy sat there for six months watching her. Yeah. Anyway, any and then another thing, guys. Um, I was thinking about uh, while I was uh, reading into the story is if someone confesses to you, mm. especially if they confess murder, I think you better watch your back. Like, I think Anthony Curry was very smart to go to the police. Yeah. It's also the right thing to do, by the way. You should oh, yeah. absolutely go to the police <laughs> if somebody's, you know, if you have this hint. Yeah. But if he hadn't, or if he had decided to meet Liam first, I think he, even he possibly could have been in danger. I reckon he would have been. Because you don't go around telling people stuff like this. No. And then go home and chill out. No. I think if he had the conversation with Anthony without no police, yeah. he might have gone home, or even after he spoke to him, he might have been like, bro, 
What did I just do? I reckon that's where it would be. It's just after a little while, he would realize what he's done and be like, well, now I'm, I'm in danger. So I need to remove that danger. 100%. So I always, I thought to myself, man, I, if I, I hope I'm never in that situation. <laughs> but bloody hell, if I'm in that situation, I'm going to the cops straight away because you know, know I mean? you're next. You're most likely 90% yeah. going to be next. Because the, with that kind of information, you don't, you know, Mm-mm. no, nope, no, nope. thank you very much. That is crazy, Darcy. That is a crazy story. Really horrifying that it's, her best friend. And she was so young. She had her whole life ahead of her. She had all these plans and dreams. And it's, so, it's one of these things that's so unfortunate. And you can't prevent these things because no. you don't plan to have these kind of people in your life. No. No. And yeah, the blind, how she was blindsided by that. I just, I can't imagine the look she must have had on her face when it was happening. And you know, oh, 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 sorry guys, I kept saying last thing, but honestly, last <laughs> thing. The bit where he mentions the dog really pissed me off where he was like to Anthony. Oh yeah! yeah that was, was so He was like, and the bitch. dog just sort of like sat there and he was, he looked, it, the way he said it, it was like he was judging the dog and I'm and like the, to myself, it's a dog and you've known that, that dog. Exactly! That's it knows exactly you. it. The dog <laughs> knew you, you cunt. Sorry guys. But like seriously, that's the reason why the dog didn't react. Yeah. He probably thought, oh, these two are doing something or he didn't think it through because yeah. he knew you he trusted you because you've been coming to that house ever since you were a child the dog has known you ever since the dog's been yeah. in that house but the fact that he judged the dog like wow. I know what a bitchy stupid ass comment that was You wow. what did, did you expect the dog to kind of jump on you and kill you but that's what he kind of told Anthony like his only pro- worry was that you know the dog, the dog might not yeah, yeah like the dog might cause some problem while he's trying to kill his best mate but and then and, the, and then to judge the poor little <laughs> I know. poor buddy it's, like, oh, wow. it's a dog like it's just a little doggy stop it what a prick though <laughs> what a prick it's like oh even her dog was fucking dumb whatever absolute donut seriously oh what have you got for us to finish on today close it up so interesting fact imagine being caught by a mosquito so in finland there was a car that was reported stolen and then later found abandoned however police couldn't find anything to identify who could have committed the crime that was until they noticed a mosquito in the car okay the mosquito was sent to the lab and they found human blood this blood was traced back to someone who was already on the police database and they nabbed the thief. No yes. way! That is fantastic. Yes. And in Finland too, I didn't even know they had mosquitoes there. Well, probably in the summer. Yeah, probably. Wow, that but is yeah. some what crazy... What a way to get caught, right? What a crazy police work. Bloody yeah. hell. Like and, and the mosquito. fact that they actually... I don't... In the UK, guys, if that's happened in the UK, if there was a... Like, murder and stuff is different. But if somebody, like, robbed a car and they found a mosquito, most likely the police would have probably smacked it to death I don't think the police would have actually taken it to the lab and done a blood no, test no they would have, like, if, unless it was murder or something serious yes. I doubt that would have been the reaction so well done to the Wait, first of all police. if your car gets stolen in the UK don't even bother calling the police because like they're not, they're not coming to fucking speak to you no my car got robbed guys like uh, they broke they bro- broke into my car and they took my bag and the police called me like a week later and they were like bro we, sorry we can't do anything about it no disrespect to the police force, they, well, but yeah. the situation can be like the. It's just it's so frustrating that you can't get any help when you're a victim of a crime. Exactly. So um, there's a lot of in Finland. A fucking mosquito. They checked yeah. the mosquito. So well for done, Finland. <laughs> yeah, that's impressive. That's amazing. Yeah. That's really fascinating. Right, well, thanks very much for listening, everyone. Uh, if you commit crimes, make sure you don't leave any mosquitoes behind. If you live in Scandinavia, <laughs> and we'll see you again next Thursday. Thank you. Bye. Wait before you go. We would love to hear some feedback, so if you could leave us a review or drop us an email at podofterror at gmail.com or find us on any social media at Pod of Terror, 
We would love to hear from you guys. Bye.